What's good, everybody? And this week's podcast is brought to you guys by Skillshare. Skillshare is a one-of-a-kind online learning community where you can learn all kinds of amazing skills, whether it's photography, video editing, creative writing, design, and so much more. Guys, if you're not hip to it, Skillshare is an amazing supporter of the podcast. We love them so much. They give so many great resources, especially during this time, guys. It is quarantine season. A lot of you guys are being able to leave your home because a lot of different states and cities are opening up. But what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to need more skills and resources because of the layoff, because of being furloughed, and all kinds of things that are going on. So Skillshare, guys, you can take some amazing courses, guys, that can add to your resume, and not only that, but to also keep you guys busy. Because as you guys know, so much crazy things are going on in the news. Sometimes you need something to keep your mind off of things. And to me, one of the best ways to keep your mind off of something is why don't you learn a new skill and improve in the process. So guys... Um, Skillshare is offering two free months of Skillshare Premium. Yes, guys, two free months of Skillshare Premium. And then you can sign up later for packages as low as $9.99 a month. Guys, man, I'm telling you, take advantage. Take advantage of it, especially during this time. You can go ahead and use the offer code ROOMMATES to get yourself those two free months. That is Skillshare.com slash roommates one more time at skillshare.com slash roommates get your two free months guys build up your skills build up your resources build up that tool belt and get your mind off things by simply improving and leveling up yourself i hope you guys stay safe i really hope you guys enjoy this episode and be sure to sign up for skillshare at skillshare.com slash roommates this week on the roommates podcast i've seen a video of this man like literally went to each officer and verbally abused each officer down the road. Just came, just like, you this, you that, you ain't this, you ain't gonna do this, like, just going in. And I'm sitting here like, man, is this, this is where it comes to? Is this a a positive solution? Is this where we're gonna make a step forward by showing, by doing and displaying our protests like this? I don't know, Fees. Like, I don't know exactly how it would help Besides, lose the message. We cannot lose the message in what we're trying to say by doing things that ruin the message. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, start the show, baby. Yes, 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 guys. And this is a brand new setup of the Roommates Podcast. As you guys see, me and Chris are trying this out for the first time. We hope that it works. I hope so, man. It's, it's a test run, but we, I think we got <laughs> it to perfection. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So we're going to try our best not to talk over each other. So if there is a slight pause here and there as Chris and I are talking, um, just know that we're trying our absolute best. Yes, yes. So I'm excited, man. You know, I, I like this format. So hopefully you all like it as well. And let's get going. Yes, indeed. Chris, can you hear me clearly? I can hear you clearly, yeah. Oh, that's. I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you clearly. I'm good. Yeah, I'm. It, like I said, it's so weird because like I know the camera is always on me, 
and have to make sure I'm <laughs> looking at the camera without so looking at myself, but also listen to you and not get blinded by the lights. But also know, check the recording to make sure my audio is uh, recording. My, my mom said uh, we get, we can't pick our nose when we're recording. She said she she can't what? We can't pick our noses. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, nah, like you literally have to concentrate on looking at the camera and listening and be ready to respond. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely something. It's a new challenge, man. I like it. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, man, I feel as though though we're laughing and though we're having fun. I have a yep. mug. Do you have a mug, Chris? I ain't hear a word you say. I'm not going to lie to you. I said I have a mug. Do you have a mug to drink out of? Oh, a mug? I have some water. Okay. And What's Gatorade? No Gatorade? No Gatorade because I mean, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get my water game up. Uh, and then I, like I have uh, canes. I'm not going to tell you what's in the canes, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? They yak. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yak. excited and ready to roll. All right. So as you guys know, we got to get right into it. You know, it's Monday. Last week was a crazy week. And we have to talk about the George Floyd situation. To be honest with you guys, I wanted this episode to be fun, to be chill, to be laid back, to have a good time. But I feel like, yo, we wouldn't be doing the situation justice if we are not talking about it and having a real um, honest conversation. Um, My thought process is... If you're on the left, if you're on the right, man, we want to, like, bring everyone into the conversation. We want to attack this from multiple angles. So I ask you guys, if you're listening to us, to be patient, to be understanding, to, you know, listen to the whole entire episode. Because this is a very, very sensitive issue. I know for a lot of people, I mean, like, this, they either can go one or two ways. And we really want to take this as tenderly as possible to really, you know, just create a better conversation, and to hopefully provide tangible solutions for this situation. So um, Christopher Jordan Below, I already did a video kind of sort of sharing some of my ideas, but man, I just, I think that people really, really want to hear you go first about your general ideas about the situation. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Fees, man. I've been trying to avoid it all week. Um... You remember that, that uh, time we were back in the house? I want to say it was 2016. I think Real quick, was, I wasn't there. You wasn't you, there. You and Sam. Fam. So it was, it was definitely 2016. It was, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but I know it was in the middle of the week. Uh, it was me, Sam, and my best friend, Avrion. And we were just weeping over the police brutality um, and all the things that was going on in 2016. And just being hurt, feeling hopeless, helpless, you know, just, you know, disregarded, just disrespected, you know, not worthy, unvalued. I mean, it's just all the things just kept coming up in our heads and our mind during that time. So when I saw the headlines, saw the video, saw how my friends respond, how my mother keeps calling me, how, you know, everybody's reacting in social media and just anger and hurt and just freaking super emotional about it. I didn't want to go back to 2016. I kind of wanted to just like, man, it'll blow over. But then I realized it's like, as a man, you can't coward over things that, you know, will bring you to vulnerability. 
that will bring you to something where, like, this is something that you can't ignore. Um, the injustice is real. You know, the, the hurt is real. And it's still an issue to this day, even though I try to work and move in this world thinking that everything is the glass half full. But time and time again, we're always reminded that, you know, most of the system and most of the people in this world sees us as lesser than, and it's so hard to believe. And it hurts. It sucks. You know, I just remember just watching the video, seeing all the evidence, seeing all the different camera angles, and, and all the information and details keep rolling in, and I just can't explain, you know, what I'm feeling, how the world feels, and brother, it's just something that is just really, really bothering me. Nah, man, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, yeah, because th honestly, for, for the people who don't know, I remember when I first moved into the house, like so much of what was going on with the podcast, I'm sorry, so much of what was going on in the house and the frustration and the depression and the sadness and the anger, a lot of that was due to what was going on in 2016. So, I, and I knew how much you told me how much that year affected you and how much it really caused you to have a lot of pain and anguish because of the situation. And so I just like, man, I was like, really, you know, I was like, man, how's Chris holding up now? I know you really want to do a video on it. And I kind of was like, yo, let's wait till this week so we can get your full un unadulterated thoughts. So, um, so yeah, man, I, I understand. I feel, I feel you. So where, where, where would you like to go first in this discussion? Like where, which, which route you feel like we need to touch on first? Man, I, I think right now, um, I feel like we need to touch on the riots and the protests. Okay, you want to you want to you want to go forward. Yeah, I want to go forward. Okay, um, cool. I think I think it's it's a lot of conversations about you know the situation, what has happened, people making excuses, people. I mean, it just it's so much things and information already about that. I kind of want to move forward with it. Like it okay, happened, cool. and you know, let's just let's see what we can do today to make a better tomorrow. Okay, so you want to just jump into right and solutions? Yeah, I want to. I want to jump into what we where we're seeing today, our thoughts on it, and then see if we can come up with some solutions. Okay, um, let's jump into the let's do let's wait, let's leave the solutions to the end because there's a couple of points I want to make before we get there. Okay, um, but let's let's. So I mean, curious, what are your thoughts on the writing? Man, I I've been thinking about this for a while, man, and. You know, I'm all for the protests, um, especially peaceful protests, you know, getting the word out, showing people, you know, how we feel, the hurt we feel, you know, the the freaking everything that's what we're going through and, and the time and time again that we have to relive these kind of tragedies over and over again. I'm all for, you know, definitely displaying that and showing our anger and frustration. The only thing is that I question, and, and something I, I want to talk to you about to get your thoughts on it, is um, the looting part. The part where, you know, they're going to stores, you know, they're, they're taking things, they're destroying things um, in these stores. They're taking advantage of the situation, in my opinion, in, in personal gain, whether that's something where, 
you know, it's a, it's a Target, it's a Best Buy. I heard people in Indianapolis broke into a finish line. So it's like, <laughs> like what's going on around here? So I, I kind of want to know what your opinions upon the looting part of the process and, and the rioting and, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I was talking to my friend Zach, and Zach made a point where he said, "I'm not yeah, you have to fact check him." So I'm not saying this is 110 percent fact, but Zach said that back in the day during the civil rights movement, when they were when they were marching and and protesting, they didn't let everyone march and protest. Like there was kind of like a class and a course where they taught you, okay, this is how you protest. This is how you're supposed to react. If you ever watched the movie Selma, they talk about it in that movie Selma. That's a great movie, by the way. Yep. And one of the points that the guy, what, what, what they said was they didn't let everyone protest because some people emotionally could not handle it and some people would mess up the whole situation, right? And so the idea is that, like, like the idea was we need to show in the 60s was we need to show the American public that we are innocent people being abused. Yes. So we cannot show in this current moment is us fighting the police, us, you know what I mean, shooting the police, us, you know, punching and doing all types of violence so we can't do it. So if there's anybody in the group who's showing violence, right, now we can't allow them to march with us because they're going to ruin the whole public image because now instead of people seeing the german shepherds on us and the fire hoses on us and all these things on us what the news is going to show is this black guy being mad and beating up the police you know and imagine just imagine instead of imagine if during the 60s instead of people seeing images of white police officers beating blacks. They saw images of groups of blacks beating police officers in the 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I noticed was King was intelligent like that because media branding is important. So fast forward to today, to your point, that's one of the challenges because now you have people who are really mad protesting about the situation. And I'm not mad about civil unrest, but in this situation, I'll talk about a little bit later, it may be a little misguided. But then you have people, and complete honesty, I, I can't judge people's hearts, but we all know there's opportunists in it. Like, for example, I remember in Atlanta they said, we're about to go um, protest in front of Lennox Mall. Lennox Mall got the Gucci store. Yep. Lennox Mall got, you know, Louis Vuitton. Lennox Mall got all kinds of designer products. So you know good as well there was a person or two who was like, yo, they about to protest at Lennox. I'm going to get me a lick. I'm going to get me that new Gucci belt I always wanted. So now you have people who are opportunists now coming into the situation, and now these individuals are now doing the looting. They're taking advantage of it. And as you saw from with the president's comments, and we'll talk about it later as well, now that becomes the headlines. The headlines no longer become peaceful, I mean, you know, peaceful protests, civilians, um, you know, disgruntled about the injustice. Now the headlines on Fox News, now the headlines on all these right-wing medias, now the headlines amongst people is, okay, now the problem is the citizens doing this civil unrest, especially the black citizens. So now... People were like, wow, the police officers who once were 
the ones who committed the crimes, now it's not even, they're not even in the headlines anymore. The headlines now today is Atlanta, you know, riots, you know, Los Angeles riots. And so I feel as though what's going on is these situations are ruining the image and tainting the message of these protests. And I feel as though a lot of these opportunists have crept in and are really, really damaging it in an extremely negative way. You know, I, I completely agree with you, man. Like, it's, it's so hard to really get behind that because, like you said, the message get lost, you know? It was, it, like, Cap, to me, showed a, a great example when they were trying to, you know, make it a huge deal about him sitting down for the national anthem, but instead he took a knee. So he adjusted his protest and took a knee and brought on brought in light of this actually this current situation in a peaceful way and to show people like hey this is exactly what I'm about and not really you know leave it up to the media he didn't you know freaking cuss out you know reporters he didn't you know not show up to practice he didn't do all these things to like take it away from the headline and the whole message that he's trying to portray you know, so when people take advantage of the 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 protests and and these riots, and they go out and try to get personal game, take advantage of these things, like you said, those are the headlines now. So now the whole message is lost, and we be we are now these thugs that are out there, you know, showing you know the worst parts of emotions, and then also taking advantage of the situation, and that's to me is the, probably the most hurtful thing. Yeah, I, I want to protest. I want to go out there. You know, definitely scream my voice, share my voice out, you know, tell my frustrations, you know, show what I've been hurting, you know, as a black man in America, like I, I deal with this too, you know, so I want to for sure protect my, I want to protect my brothers, you know, and the people that come behind me against, you know, social injustice. So like you said, when, you know, people go out there and take advantage of it and, you know, start looting and start stealing and shoot, create like unnecessary violence. You know, I'm all for, you know, destroying somebody beat up car that they don't want no more. Like, okay, cool, beat that car up. But if it's just a random person that's just sitting there chilling, like and like that car get taxed, and then police officers getting beat up. And I'm I've seen a video of this man like literally went to each officer and verbally abused each officer down the road. Just came, just like you this, you that, you ain't this, you ain't gonna do this, like just going in. And I'm sitting here like, man, is this this is where it comes to? Is this a a positive solution? Is this where we're going to make a step forward by showing by doing and displaying our protests like this? I don't know, fees. Like I don't know exactly how it will help. Besides, lose the message. We cannot lose the message in what we're trying to say by doing things that ruin the message. Now, I agree with you 110%. I agree with you 110%. And 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 to me, there's um so let's let me let me play a little little devil's advocate um about the situation. And uh me and Stefan were having a conversation. Boy, if you were there when Stefan was talking, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you about it later. All it right. was fun, great conversation. Um, but I don't know, I don't know how people feel about this guy. Do you like Tupac, Chris? Yeah, I have no issues with Tupac. I mean, okay. you could have did some things better, but we all could have. Yeah, yeah. He's like, not yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. He was t- t- 
to, to me, Tupac was like an early in the early twenties. He died when he was, I think, twenty five. He was a kid, so yeah, Tupac yeah, exactly. Isn't perfect, exactly. So what I said, yeah, he was he was really young. So yeah, 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 yeah. So Tupac made this point that I love it, and I might if I can if I can find the clip, I might just cut it into the podcast um, instead of me singing it because my singing might not be very good. But someone asked him, they said, Tupac, why is your music so aggressive and violent about the police and about things like that, about society? And uh, Tupac said um, this great point. He said, imagine there's a group of people outside in the cold and they're freezing and they're hungry. In front of them is a hotel. And inside this hotel, there's nothing but food, shelter and warmth, everything that the people want is inside of this hotel, right? Mm -hmm. And so he said, but what we believe is that we want to be kind and we want to sing our way inside the hotel. So that's like the idea. We want to sing our way in. So we're all outside, gathered in front of this hotel, about to sing our way in. (laughs) So Tupac said, the song begins, we hungry, we need some food. We hungry, we need some food. So, like, that's the first song. And then he said, months pass by, we're still outside, we're still hungry, we're still cold, right? Yeah. He said, the song now changes to, we hungry right now, give us food. We hungry right now, give us food. He said, you go a year (laughs) outside in the cold, still hungry. He said a song now becomes, yo, I'm coming through the door, picking the lock, blasting. You know, like it's now, the song has now changed and what was now calm and chill has now become aggressive because now my livelihood is in your hands and you're not willing to do anything, so I'm going to force your hand. And so what I've seen from the situation is that for a lot of people, there's so much generational trauma and they've seen too much of it, yeah. right? So my point is that, like, it, human beings, in my opinion, we have this relationship with technology in which we don't understand what technology really does, in my opinion. We believe that because we're looking at it th- via a phone, it's not as affecting us as much as looking at it in person. Yeah, it's, it's like no big you. deal. You get yeah. what I'm saying? yeah. So my big thing is that as human beings, you cannot watch people die. No. With a clue. Like, you just can't. Imagine you being in a room and watching a human being die. Like, that messes with your soul, with your mind in a way I cannot explain. I cannot quantify or qualify what that's going to do for you. Right? And a lot of people have watched innocent people die multiple times via the screen and let's correlate to watching that in real life. How many times can you watch somebody, like I said, imagine this guy's in person. How many times can you watch somebody in person die before your eyes before you start getting sick and fed up and disgusted with the situation? What I've realized, what has led to these riots and all this behavior that were like, yo, what's out of hand, is people can't see that much death. People were cooped up for two and a half months, 
no job, no entertainment, no sports, frustrated, not having any money, and then you threw in people dying multiple back-to-back weeks or whatever it was, situation? I understand. I'm not making excuses, neither am I condoning the behavior. I understand how people are so fed up and disgusted. And they're like, yo, I'm going to make it. Either you're going to make a change or I'm going to force you to make a change. And when people are so emotional and angry, they'll go to crazy lengths to make people do something to ease their pain. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. I completely agree with that. And, you know, in, in some ways, I definitely feel the same. You know, like you said, when you continue to see stuff happen, obviously the anger and the emotions build, and eventually people explode. People explode quicker than others, and people explode differently than others. So I definitely agree understand that. My question to you is, and to the, also to the people that are watching this, you know, if we're fighting violence with violence, you know, when will it end and who will be most affected by it? That's a great question. I think the I think the problem is, especially when you hear old Malcolm X stuff and he's talking about eventually there comes a time where you can only be peaceful for so long before it results into violence. And I understand that to an extent. I mean, you got to think about it. Man, America is a country of rebellion. You know what I mean? Like America is yeah, a rebellion. Yeah, it was built on You got to remember how we got here. You, you stay in Texas. Remember... You know how Texas was formed. Exactly. <laughs> so it's so Americans, so my thing is that as Americans, especially people on the right and people who are looking at situations like, yo, violence is not the answer. You gotta remember, for America it was. For Texas it was, right? And so to me, I see that in certain situations, yes, violence is the answer. But the sad thing about the situation is that there is no way. 14% of the black population can enact enough violence to cause change to happen. Exactly. So on a violence level, black there's not enough black people. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough military access to go against the great line, which is the American military uh, complex. Exactly. Like, there's no way. It's not, it's so not happening. In, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's not happening. I mean, 10 out of 10 times we'll lose that fight. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, I'm glad you brought up different examples where violence has cry, uh, brought up change. But we're in 2020, you know, yeah. and like you said, that they got drones. You <laughs> said what? They have drones in 2020. Yeah, they have drones. They got facial recognition. They got all kinds of stuff. They got shoot. They listen to the conversation right now before we even put the audio out. <laughs> so you gonna try Facts. to plan up an attack? I mean, Alexa sitting right there. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's it's. It's a whole new world versus, you know, we fight violence with violence to get what we want and to uh, display the, the world that we're trying to get. Like, it's, it's not, it's, to me, it's just going to create more bloodshed of our people and it's just going to create more hurt, more anger, more frustrations, broken families, broken promises, all the things that just continue to pound and pound. And we're going to continue to set ourselves back further and further if we go down that route. And like you said, I get it. I understand. It's frustrating. It's hard to watch those videos. 
it's hard to consistently be reminded that freak, you walk outside, you may not come home. You can't, you can't jog. You cannot jog down a random freaking neighborhood. You can't do that. You know, even though you're handcuffed and subdued, you can still die some way, somehow. It is, and there's nothing you can do about it. That is angry, and that's fr that's just frustrating to my core. You know, I, I, I'm be honest with you. I do my best to avoid the cops. So I try to align my law-abiding citizen self to avoid the police office all the time. It's two things I fear, Hafiz. I fear, I'm not a bit, but I fear a lot of things, but it's definitely top five. Police and child support. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man, like, it's, I try my best to stay away from those two things. <laughs> so, you know, I put blockers and barriers in my life to make sure I don't have to face those things. But Amy. you cannot block out that you're a black man in America. Yeah. No matter where you go. That's, a, that's the identity, unfortunately, that people see us by. And it's it's tough, man. You know you know the job that I do right now. I'm not gonna tell the world, yeah. but I, when I go to some of these places and I'll come around the corner and they see me, I can see some fear. I can see yeah. some concern. I can see what is he doing here? What is his motives? What is his intentions? You know, even though I'm supposed to be there, I reminded every time I I step into that van and do something that shoot. It's, it is a risk going out into this world because you just never know what can happen. And like you said, that can, can create anger. It can create, uh, create frustration. But we use violence with violence, and we're looting, and we're jumping police officers, and we're, you know, like, threatening this and that and going all those things. The message gets lost, number one, and then the media pours into that and shows us as these bad people these very unstable emotional people, these thugs, these people they should be afraid of, they should protect themselves, they should surround themselves, but it never shows the heart that we have and it never talks about all the stuff that we endured in this world. They're not going to go to an understanding, you know, understanding way. They're not going to go to, like, let's try to understand what these people are going through, so let's talk about this on, 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 uh, on, the, on the news. It's not happening. They're going to go to what attracts, what attracts the people to most to watch the news and also what is something that is very juicy and shows what us can we can It shows us in the most negative light possible. And I don't think... Sometimes we understand that and think that when we're so angry and emotional during these riots and protests. So like Chris said, we have a destination. We have something that we want to see done. We want to see people prosecuted. We want to see, you know, police officers stopping this action, right? We want to see equality in this nation. The biggest thing is that if we think putting the police on edge and putting all governments on edge against the black community is going to lead to them treating us better, that's not going to happen. So I'm going to tell a story real quick. And I know this is going to, like I said, bear with me, people. People who are triggered. People who are mad. People who want rioting. Bear with me real quick. Chris, remember that time we got pulled over on the way back to Houston? Yeah. I do. And you recorded that video? Yeah. 
So, I one day I got pulled over. Me and Chris were driving to Houston. So, I think it was like 20, 2018, something like that, 2017. And we were driving back to Houston yeah. from Dallas. And all of a sudden, a cop came behind me. Similar to Chris, I am super paranoid about cops. I was so paranoid. I was so afraid, so nervous, all that good stuff. And what ended up happening is that when a cop came behind me, I got so afraid, I started driving slow, like really slow. And then what I try to do is whenever a cop is behind me, I try to like slowly change lanes to make them not like be behind me. So I remember I like hit the right clicker and I went to the right and he followed me to the right. <laughs> I went back yep. to the left. He followed me back to the left. I'm like, oh, crap. Because my fear is I have a warrant somewhere. I don't know. It's just irrational fears, right? Yeah, I was knocked and out, then, too. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, Chris was knocked out. All of a sudden, <laughs> the, the lights hit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cop hits me. I'm like, no, crap, 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 crap. Chris's like, what, what, what happened? I was like, I'm put me pulled over. Cop pulls me over. I'm nervous. Like, I'm just so nervous, right? I'm just really afraid. So the cop pulls me over. I have my hands on the steering wheel, and I'm just nervous. He rolls down the window. He's like, he said, uh, how you guys doing today? I was like, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's like, you were driving below 60, well, driving 60, something like that, in a fast lane. You know, like, why are you driving so slow? I was like, to be honest with you, I'm just really nervous. <laughs> he's like, why are you nervous? You have drugs in the vehicle? I was like, no, 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 no. And the alcohol, like, no, 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 no. I'm just nervous because I don't want you to hurt me. <laughs> and then, he, then I, like, he could just tell I was nervous. And then, like, he said, all right, you know, I got come, come outside. I got, I got to check, you know, to make sure everything's cool because you, you, seem, you seem on edge, you know. And then, so I went outside. And then he looked at me. He could just tell how nervous I was. And he, and he said to me, he said, do me a favor, and I'll do you a favor. And I was like, sure. He said, I'm not going to judge you based upon what the media says you are, and I want you to not judge me based upon what the media says I am. And, like, that situation was a really powerful situation, but the biggest thing is that what we cannot do is give people the fuel to paint us in a negative light to perpetuate that stereotype, right? That officer was a great guy. He was an amazing officer. And he was like, yo, I'm not going to believe you, believe what the media says about you. He knows. Like, it's funny because he knows. He's not oblivious to what they say about black people, right? He's not oblivious to it. So he's like, the media has a message about guys like you, and I'm not going to believe it. But what happens is in these situations, the media is going to be putting out more and more messages about the negativities of, among black Americans. We cannot do that. We cannot add a single piece of confirmation to the bigotry that exists in a lot of people. We cannot do that. And so like we, I was saying from the beginning, we have a, we have a solution. We have demands. We have a destination we're trying to take this thing to. And the last thing we can do is deter ourselves from our destination by confirming the bias that these dudes are thugs, these dudes are animals, these dudes are violence. Further, further, not only putting 
you know, American society against us, but also continuing to put police officers who are neutral and, and pushing them over the edge to be even further against us. So that's just one part of a situation that this is what we need to do to ensure success. Yeah, man. No, that's, that is like a huge point you made, a huge key. I mean, it's, that's, that's tough, man, because, you know, when you're in the, on one side and all you see is, you know, cops killing people, you know, cops arresting your brother, arresting your father, you know, arresting your friends, your sister, you know, beating people up, abusing their power, you know, all are negative things that you consistently see and you grow up in. And on top of that, you got what the social media says and also, you know, the regular media. And yeah, I can see how the cop is the one of the most scariest things it, uh, is to black people. I get it. Because, you know, that's exactly what... I even even add music. Music say F the police all the time. So... You have all these different factors, and then now, you know, we're asking a lot out of people that are hurt and are emotional and have been abused for hundreds of years to really just, you know, don't judge each cop by what we see. But we grew up, you know, being taught, being led, and, and the media and experiences and music has all been negative experienced by cops. And then you got the flip side. You know, you got you got the media like just destroying and telling the stereotypes about black people. You know, all you see on the news is blacks killing blacks and blacks robbing this person. You know, robbing a woman freaking at the grocery store. I mean, you get all these things. So it's just a vicious circle that is happening. That one area is being fed evil, and the other area is fed a different evil. And now we're in this world. We're trying to coexist together. And it's, it's not happening. It's not working. But we want to ask people on both sides to not only judge that person by, you know, their experiences with them at that moment, but every single experience and aspect of life. It's a tough ask to, to it's a tough thing to ask people, Fees. Yeah. And, 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 and real quick, we're not, I can see people going to say this in the comments. And let's make this 110% clear for all the people in the comments that literally misunderstood the past 15 minutes. And if you guys see someone comment this point that I'm going to bring up, refer to you don't listen to the episode because they literally said that's not what they're saying. We are not making excuses for the behavior. We are not blaming the oh, victim. Oh, hell no. We are not hell trying no. to make the police seem like the bad guy. Go ahead, Chris. I, I didn't hear what you said. I, no, I thought, I thought you were going to say something. No, I just said, hell no, nah, when you said we're not making excuses. I was like, hell no, nah, we're not making any excuses. All right, true. So we're not, we're not trying to make this story about, whoa, was the police. Oh, now, they're the, now people are going to be picking up. We're not, we're not doing that, right? But what we're trying to show from, as you can see, I don't know how long this podcast has been going. Think about it. At least half this episode has been dedicated to what? The rioting. 
We haven't even talked about the police brutality. We haven't even talked about the injustices. We haven't even talked about the solutions. We haven't even talked about the change and what we can tangibly do. We spent all this time talking about the freaking rioting. That's what we mean. You are, we are distracting ourselves. We are deterring ourselves. We are pushing ourselves away from what's important. And so we need to remember, we need to be strategic. The civil rights movement was successful because they were strategic. The gays are successful because they're strategic. So the women were successful because they're strategic. We have to use our minds to create long-lasting real change. And so I want to put a button on this topic because I want to get to the rest of the stuff. But as you guys can see, if we're continuously doing the same wrong they're doing, we're going to be the bad guys and we're going to be in the front cover of the New York Times, the Washington Post, Time Magazine, and all the Rolling Stones and all these people about what we're doing wrong instead of focusing on what the officers did wrong and how to reform the police system so that this no longer happens to innocent, unarmed Americans, especially those in the black community. Yeah, Fees. Nah, man, I feel you, man. Um, this, this is a tough, tough subject. It's a lot of nuances, a lot of conversations that need to be had, a lot of things that, you know, we need to get better at and the world need to get better at. But, fam, we got a lot more to get to, man. So let's, let's move on, bro. No problem, no problem. So I think something that I want to talk about is the politi like people politicizing this situation instead of just being human about the situation. Mm. And this is on both the, re the right and the left. So I'm not just making this about one side. This is the right and the left. And one of the things that frustrates me the most about it is that I it bothers me when these murders happen instead of experiencing empathy for people dying. These buffoons will communicate, well, what did he do? Mm. Or they'll communicate, well, you know, police aren't perfect, guys. Police aren't perfect, guys. Like, imagine it like this. So let, let's go extreme, let's go extreme one end and go to extreme the other end. Yeah. Let's say somebody's son, teenage son, 16-year-old kid, went to a party, got super drunk and was driving down the street. Mm -hmm. This kid runs into a tree, flies out the window because he doesn't have his seatbelt on, immediately on impact, snaps his neck, and he dies. Yeah. Imagine how insensitive somebody has to be to say, well, he should have been drinking. should have had a seatbelt on. Are you freaking serious? When someone's child dies... We know what we know. If it was their fault, we know. But we don't bring that up first. You have to be such an unempathetic human being to even bring that point up first. That's irrelevant right now. Someone's, someone's lost their child. A mother lost their child. A father lost their child. A brother lost their brother. A sister lost their brother. Friends lost their friends. Like, you don't, in this moment right now, we don't talk about, well, he shouldn't have done this, and he would be alive right now. So that's stupid. We can talk about that later, but in the moment, we need to have empathy and compassion for those who are grieving those who, who they lost. So even in the situations, white, black, Hispanic, male, female, whatever you claim to be, even if somebody was, quote-unquote, resisting arrest, and they weren't doing the right thing, 
Death is not something we just brush over lightly and say, oh, it is what it is. You shouldn't have done this. If you, if you didn't do this, you wouldn't be dead right now. That's not what you tell people. So people who are so insensitive, who make that point, you guys are like, how in the, like, how in the world as human beings can we even communicate something like that? So first and foremost, we need to rid ourselves from that conversation. Like, I think in Jewish culture, they say when death happens, they mourn for a certain amount of days. We need to mourn right now. Then we can talk about the situation later. So in the extreme, and this, and this has nothing to do with George Floyd, so in case people are confusing it, nothing to do with George Floyd. But in a situation where anybody does something to lead to their death, you never say, well, you deserved it. Never do that. Then on the flip side, on, on to another extreme version, but a similar situation, Let's say someone's kid was very terminally ill. Let's say they had a heart defect. And let's say this kid had a heart defect and had to go to the hospital. He had to go to the hospital and he had to do a very, very dangerous surgery. During the surgery, the doctor makes a mistake and ends up killing the and ends up doing something that leads to the kid dying. And the kid died. Imagine how insensitive and foolish you have to be to tell that parent, hey, doctors aren't perfect. Hey, doctors make mistakes. Hey, human error. You know, hey, you know, you know what? Usually when out of 99 of those surgeries, out of 100, nothing bad happens. Hey, it just happened to be. This, we, no one's perfect, right? No system is perfect. Like imagine how dumb you got to be to make that statement. So in that same way, when someone dies due to police brutality, even if it's less than 0.1%, you don't bring up, oh, it doesn't happen all the time. Someone just died, man. Shut up. Somebody just died. As a human being, especially as Christians, I don't even want to go into my Christian rant. Oh, yeah. But dude. someone just died. Like, that is not the type of conversation you bring up in those moments. No, no, man, I, I, I feel point. you, bro. And so for me, it's like we need to stop. People who make those claims need to stop uh, bringing it up because it's so irrelevant to the mourning and suffering people are experiencing at the moment due to injustice. Man, I was beautifully put, Fizz. Beautifully put. And, and we haven't lost sight of that, bro. And I, I've literally seen a comment that somebody said, if you can talk, you can breathe. I want to cuss right now, Fees. He is dead. What do you mean if you can talk, you can breathe? He died. Why would people even say a comment like that? You know, like that, that's, that's something where it's just like something is missing in our human nature today. You know, our hearts are cold. They are dead. We see things on the news and we it's just like something like a movie, like it's just fictional. It doesn't, if it has nothing to do with us, it doesn't bother us. We have literally lost sight, like you said, of just human plain decency and want to make up excuses. And then not only make up excuses, the issue is that the biggest thing is when 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 police officers make these horrible, horrible killings, decisions, mistakes, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Most of them, most of the time, don't get their, like, they don't have accountability. 
So that's where it's like a huge missing piece in all of this, that they're not held accountable for their actions. And this is going to be a weird side note, but this is what I seen on Twitter, and it was a Chris Rock special where he was like, people say, like, yes, there are good cops and bad cops. But if you are if you are a bad apple of the cop, you have to be accountable. So you can't you can't get on American Airlines and be like, well, sometimes our pilots like the land. It's like, wait, what? It's like it's the same thing with the cops. It's like, yeah, there's bad apples and they'll they'll do these things, but they have to be held accountable. These excuses, well, you know, he was trying to defend himself or he was resisting or all these things. It's like, no. People have to be held accountable for their actions, and you cannot just ignore and just look on one side of things. Like you said, a father is lost, a friend is lost, a brother is lost, a person in the community is lost. And now you're trying to make excuses to make things a-okay when it's not. I really feel like people care more about dogs than humans sometimes. Bro, honestly... Honestly, when I did my video, I was like, bro, I should have made a point about that, bro. You really should, bro. So you many should people have. care more about dogs than humans. You really should have, bro. Michael Vick got 23 months in prison. Mind you, a single dog didn't die, and he wasn't even there when the dog fighting was happening. He bro, wasn't even, even imagine, present. My thing is, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Imagine like the outrage if a police of a black guy shot shot somebody's dog. Even oh a my police God. officer shot and killed someone's dog. That's 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 the thing, man. Like, if you if you are if you're a, a civilian and you shoot a canine police dog, that's like killing a police officer. That's life in prison. That's life in prison. But when an officer sits on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, he only gets a third-degree murder charge and a second-degree uh, manslaughter charge, which is like only up to, like, I think the um, third-degree murder charge is only up to, like, 24 years. That's it. But if you shoot a canine police dog, you get life. No questions asked. No questions asked, fees. Yeah. No, and and, and the big and the big point that I want to make clear for the the people who are just so hard of hearing during this conversation, like I said, this conversation is so multifaceted, has so much nuance, and if you don't, or if you're not able to understand complex ideas, you're gonna miss this whole point. Nobody is saying all police officers are bad. Nobody's saying that. Everybody knows there's a ton of great police officers in this world. Like I shared in my story, I've met so many. My friends are police officers. No one's denying that there's great, amazing police officers. And depending on what you believe, we're, I'm not even saying that most of them are bad. I'm saying most of them are good. Would you, would you feel the same way, Chris? I would like to believe that, yes. Okay. I would like to believe that, Fees. Okay. I would like and, to. And my point is this. Though most of them are good, some are bad. How many percentage are bad? I don't know. But in my in my opinion, as a police officer, that's the job where we need to have the smallest degree of error. Police officers, doctors, pilots, like you need to have the lowest margin of error, period. Just period. 
Like that, that those are not jobs worth like, oh yeah, that was a mistake. You know, I oh the, the, the pilot just crashed the plane and dozens of people die. Hey, mistakes happen. Every flight can't be perfect. Or the doctor, oh yeah, surgery. I just happened to mess, make a mistake and kill your grandma or your mom. Hey, I'm sorry. Mistakes happen. Like we like that's not the place. So as as Americans, regardless of race, race, ethnicity, political background, all that stuff, as Americans, we should all be striving to doing everything in our power to make the police system the most effective system in America. We need to be doing everything in our power, and we need to be championing that, and we need to stop making excuses for wrongs that they do and... Like I said, let's not have a red herring. We're not arguing that all police are bad. What we're arguing is that the margin of error that we've seen in society, it's not okay. And it's affecting people drastically, and we need to make a change. Agreed. Like you said, the margin of error is not okay. And not only that, they have to be held accountable properly. They have to be held accountable. And I think one of the biggest issues I have is like, you know, when a, a, a officer make, make these decisions and these bad things happen, you know, the police is the, is the ones that are doing the investigation. You know, like to me, it should be a, a separate organization or a, a, a separate entity all along uh, uh, that each state should have that investigates, you know, wrongdoing with police officers. You know, like it shouldn't just be police freaking investigating their own investigation and their own police officers because it, be, it could be biased. If we have an unbiased organization that goes in there and investigate different scenarios where there's police brutality, where there's uh, police taking advantage of other, and they're not using their badge to, again, to protect and serve the community, then there needs to be an organization that face that and brings punishment accountable to those uh, police officers. So that to me, that's one of the solutions that I feel like we need to have in America is have an organization that is like that, that investigates and put and, and put those police officers on trials and freaking uh holds them accountable. You know, it's just like you said, man, the margin of error, you 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 cannot, you can't just go out and just say, oh my bad. You know, it's not no, oh, my bad. It's not no, like, oh, he was resisting, so I decided to shoot him 12 times. You know, oh, he, like, we had robberies, robberies in the neighborhood, so, yeah, I, I, I wanted to defend myself. And no. Yeah, what happened to taser guns? Do officers not have taser guns anymore? Did they, like, phase out? What you say? The audio? No, taser guns. What happened to taser guns? Uh, bro, I was thinking the same thing. Like, ain't that the point of a taser gun? Yeah. That's the point is to subdue a, a person that is resisting and to not kill. I guarantee you they use it on uh Caucasian Americans. Oh yeah. I guarantee it. Quick to pull yeah. that taser out. But if it's if it's a if it's a five freaking eight to six two male black with freaking Dodge Charger wearing dark clothing and black Air Force Ones. They're not packing the taser, cuz. They're not. Yeah. They're not packing the taser. That's not the yeah. first thing. Because they know what they think. They think two words. Armed and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like I said, the, my number one thing is that 
like as I'm talking to you in this podcast, there's so many excuses I hear people on different sides of the fence giving. And what I want us to stop doing, let's stop making excuses. Let's stop saying, well, they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. They should. No, no, let's stop all that. Let's just get to the humanity of the situation. Human beings should not be, lose their lives for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a serious thing. Human beings, white, black, male, female, Asian, Latino, whatever it may be, gay, straight, Muslim, Christian, whoever you are, these people should never lose their life for no reason. And when we see human beings losing life, we should have empathy. But due to social media and all the crap we're seeing 24-7, we've been so desensitized that we don't even care. And so my biggest thing is that, yo, like, let's care about the human life. What the it, it, and even, like I said, we picked it on the right. What the left does sometimes is they make this so political. They make this, well, now you need to vote for us. This is not a political moment. This is a humanity moment. Like, this is a moment where humans gather together. This is a moment where, well, whether you're a Los Angeles Laker or whether you're Boston Celtic, right on this moment, we're on the same team, Right? Whether you are an Alabama fan, whether you are an Auburn fan, yo, at this moment, we're in the same team. Like, whether you are a Q-Dog, whether you are a Kappa, at this moment, we're in the same team. White, black, male, female, no matter what you've been warring against with your fellow brother at this moment, when it comes to innocent people dying, we all have to be on the same team. We all have to be champion. This cannot happen. But nobody wants to do it. Now people are all, everyone's focused in on the wrong things. So let's move forward with this podcast. And let's talk about how can we as a society prevent this from happening. And, and real, what quick, are some please, tangible real quick before you get there, please. What are some tangible solutions that we can pr- provide? And what can people do today that will help lead to situations like this happening? And like I said, let's focus in on no more innocent people dying especially by the hands of police officers, especially black Americans. Yeah, real quick before we move on, Fees, I want to make a a point where you just said, where about it's a a human thing and we're on the same team. And and people that are listening, I I want to make it clear that America has done that before. We, when, when there's a, a huge tragedy where there's a school shooting, where there's a bombing, uh, at a at a marathon, if there's a terrorist attack, that's when you see America on the same team. That's, that's when we see. Point. You said what? That's a brilliant point. Yeah, that's when we see America on the same team. That's when we see America banding together, joining one another, and and see life, precious life, you know, being taken away from just living everyday life. But when when, when there's police brutality. When there's, you know, social injustice and those things, it's so quickly lost. And like you say, it becomes a political thing. It, be, it becomes an emotional thing. It becomes, like, the whole message of life is gone. So I don't want to hear, America has no excuse. I have, we've seen it. During these terrorist attacks, during, during these things that are not supposed to happen, when things are not according to the plan, quote-unquote, we have band together, we have teamed up, and we have made some beautiful efforts 
to really come together and make the community and the world a better place. But when it comes to race, when it comes to police brutality and the left and the right, for some reason, we just lose the precious value of life and we all just trying to just eat each other, doggy dog world, and we're just trying to win. And that's the only point I wanted to make before we move on. I love that point, man. The only win is innocent lives not lost. That's the only win. That's the only win. The win isn't, hey, vote for me. The win isn't, hey, black people need to stop being that mad. No, the win is innocent lives no longer being lost. Mm. So, Chris, in your personal opinion, as you've been thinking about this, what are some tangible solutions that we as a society can do to be able to provide um, help and alleviate this issue? Man, brother, I think I think the conversations have to start, man. I think it starts with, you know, uh, definitely how can we proceed in a positive way to make sure the message isn't lost. So, like I said, I, I'm not with the whole looting part. I'm definitely with protests. The rioting, I can understand it as a black man. I can understand it. But to me, also the message is lost when we go down that route and destroying cars and freaking setting buildings on fire. I understand it as a black man. I just don't know if it's the best, most effective way to make sure the message is received. So conversations with each other have to start. And, I, and, and freaking, man, we need some kind of system place. We need some kind of uh, organization, some entity that, that can, some outside entity that can investigate when police officers are doing wrong things, when they make these kind of bad, murderous decisions to be held accountable versus the, the police precinct is the one to do an investigation. I think that is definitely something. And the, another thing is uh, the media, man. I think, I think we have to definitely show the correct news and not show exactly what we get the most ratings, even though that's probably the most far-fetched of the uh, item that I'm saying uh, regarding solutions-wise. But yeah, I think you know we we have a we have an election coming up this at the end of the year, correct? Yes. These these candidates have to show they have to show exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to address the situation moving forward. I need to see something in the plan. I need to see something tangible. I need to see a freaking smart goal, something to not continue to have the same issue over and over again. Because as you see, fees. As these things happen and keep happening, the pro the protests get worse, the you know the violence get worse, the riots get worse, and eventually lives will continue to be lost. But during these protests and during these riots, that's where we're gonna see a lot of bad things happening. And and brother, as a human, as a man, as a people that uh, as a guy that loves people, I don't want to see any more lives lost. I just hope and I pray it doesn't get to there. Yeah, and know what I realize, um. I realize this is kind of a random point, but it's relevant. Like, do you know some people get mad at people for posting about situations like that because they think they're just hopping on a trend? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, they're like, I don't want people to think I'm just hopping on a trend, so I'm not going to post. Yeah. What I realized, this is what I realized why it's important to post about these things. I find, like, as you were talking, it dawned on me. Right now, how do you feel like 
black people feel about America as a whole right now? Oh, yeah, they're not happy. It, it, well, what is their feeling? What would you say? How would you describe it? They feel um, angry. They feel mm -hmm. frustrated. They feel um, upset. They feel undervalued. They feel lower than. They feel freaking just hurt, brother. And, and is it fair to say that most black people feel like America doesn't care about us and our people? Very fair. 100% and is, is it that. fair to say America doesn't care about the black lives? Yes, it's fair to say that. So what happens is right now there is a blacks against America feel, mm -hmm. right, about the situation. And black people feel like we're mad about this death and America is not. That's how black people feel like. The first thing that everybody can be is on the same accord about this. And I love Chris's point about the, about the school shootings about the terrorist situations, about, you know, things like that. We're all on the same page. Parkland happened, everyone was on the same page. Everyone's on the same page. The uh, What was that sh school shoot with the little little babies? Uh, I want to say, no, it wasn't Santa Fe. Um, it was somewhere I up north. What, you said what? what? Whatever it was, whatever situation it was, the little babies. Everybody was like, this is horrible. Terrorist attacks, 9-11, all on the same freaking page. As Americans, we need to all be on the same page about the situation. And I feel as though if black people feel like, because like, like the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, bad things are going to happen. It's unfortunate. Unfortunately, I would love this to be the last situation that ever happens. I can't say for the future of humanity, no black person will ever die in, uh, unjustly. I can never promise that. But what we can promise moving forward is that we will all agree that this is wrong and we will all rally around the wrongness of it. So black people don't feel like we're the only ones upset. Everyone should be upset. Republicans should be upset about someone dying. Democrats should be upset. Whites, black, Latino, Asians, male, females. And you know what I thought about? Imagine if all these white leaders were posting, this is wrong and this is evil. Not saying they're not all doing that. I'm talking about, imagine if, you know, uh, freaking, uh, what's up, what's my buddy's name? Ben Shapiro would post about this. This is terrible and evil. Not saying he didn't do so. And Steven Crowder, another guy on the right talking, you know? Mm -hmm. What if Tucker Carlson, what if the, everyone on Fox is posting about how wrong this is? What about, you know, the, the, the governor? Is, is Texas the governor? Is, he, is his name Abbott? Yes. Is he Republican? Yes. If Governor Abbott posted. What if everyone is just like, yo, we're, we're all on the same page. Imagine how blacks would feel, you know? Imagine how much that would ease the tension that we're all saying this is wrong. We're all saying that these officers need to be tried immediately. And I'm not denying that most people aren't saying that, but I'm saying that, the first thing that we can all do is be on the same page that this is wrong, this is unjust, and voice it. And to be clear that we're not making excuses and we're not trying to ignore the pains of black Americans. Yeah, no, The second it. thing is that, man, we need to have real serious due process for these officers when this thing happens. Like Chris said, something is going on where people feel like the justice system is not really giving the officers or people who kill unarmed black people 
real consequences for their action. And then we as Americans, like I said, when people feel like this is not fair, so let me give you an example. Have you ever played board games with somebody as a kid, Chris? You said board games? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever a kid, have you ever seen kids play board games? What does a kid do when he feels like he's being cheated and it's not fair? What does he do to the board game? True. He either like flip it or he just quits or throw exactly. a temper tantrum. He flips and he says, F it, I'm done. Yeah. They'll knock the game over. They'll flip it. They'll be frustrated. They'll be like, I'm done with this. When people feel like the judicial system doesn't work, know what they say? I'm done with this. Now I'm going to have my way. Now I'm going to loot. Now I'm going to riot. They flip this, and that's what people are doing now. So we need to let people feel like, yo, when this happens, when these things happen, here's the consequences hands down. No questions asked about it. And, Chris, do you have Trump's tweet pulled up? Uh, I had it. Honestly, I, I was looking for it. I honestly think he deleted it, brother. Oh, he deleted it? Okay, I think fair. so. Um, fair enough. Let me see. Because I remember seeing it. Because I, I couldn't believe it. I saw it yesterday morning when I saw it, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so as Chris is looking for it, my biggest thing is that, yo, we, like, so everyone has to be involved. And for me, it's like, I think the number one thing in the black community that I've seen is leadership. Clear as day leadership we need for these situations. Right now, I feel like no one knows who the leaders, leaders are. Like, the riots are happening, like, no one can stop people. Like, the leadership is gone. So I feel like people need to rise up more in the black community and be the leaders, to be the people um, rallying individuals, to be the people monitoring the situation, to be the people being the voice of reason and a voice of action. So I feel as though we, we need to have clear-cut leadership where people are like, yo, we respect these people, and they're the ones causing change. Because I feel as though the leadership is so fragmented, and it's been fragmented since Michael, not Michael, since Malcolm and Martin and some of the good initial Black Panthers were assassinated. I feel like leadership has been so fragmented, and so we really need clear-cut leadership and, 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 yeah, so I really feel as though those are some of the things that come into my mind. But the two easy ones is that it needs to be, like, universal empathy and compassion when these individuals die and immediate due process and consequences for officers who commit these actions. 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. I'm still looking for the tweet. I ain't going to lie to you, It's okay. Don't, let's not worry about it. We'll get lost. We'll get lost in but it. I'm worried because the, the, the man tweets a lot, brother. Like, yeah. that, that in and of itself is ridiculous. Yeah. Let's not, let's not focus on that right now. But, yeah. So, that's, those are some of the feelings I had um, about the situation. Um, it's horrible. Um, we, as Americans, I just, like I just said, man, I know this episode was dark and a little bit sad, but we need to talk about it. We need to express we need to vent, and hopefully we can come together. Hopefully that we can begin to heal as a nation and really figure out, yo, what can we do? And, and I know people are tired of talking. I know people are frustrated. I know people are going to say, well, after this episode, what's going to happen differently? Well, guys, eventually enough communication, enough conversation, and enough people changing, enough people being on the same accord, that's when true change is going to happen. So... I know this feeling. I know people feel hopeless. I know people feel like all we ever do is talk and protest and march. But like I said, tangible solutions should happen. And we need people 
willing to go out there and, and do these tangible solutions to cause long-lasting change to occur in our country. Yeah, man. That's big, bro. That's big, man. I, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I've taken away from this episode, and I do feel better about talking about it and releasing it, and, and I hope, like you said, this episode was kind of dark. You know, this is uh, one of the things that, I mean, we talked about this a very, very long time ago when we first had the podcast, and we probably haven't addressed a situation like this in depth like this in a very long time, so I know it's something new for our listeners. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, we always hope that people take away from it. And the biggest thing that I've taken away is like, man, we, we as humans need to really care about life and really understand that and feel that, that you know, a life was taken away, you know, and, and people and some of us take that for granted. Some of us take, it, take that lightly and that is scary, you know. Like, that is terrifying because the more and the longer we live in this world, the more people are going to are, are going to care less about life in general and how good it can be, how much change we can make, and the legacy we can leave. And, man, bro, I just, I just hope that people understand the message of what we're saying, that we get it. I hope people feel better about um, the situation and, and looking towards the future and, and being more positive and hopeful for radical change. Yes, indeed. And, and like I said in my video, this is not about white and this is not about black. This is not about Christian. This is not about Muslim. This is not about, you know, Republican. This is not about Democrat. This is about humans and on humans. Yep. This is just about just our core humanity. And so, guys, let's just let's just let's just let's tap into that. Let's not make this political. Let's not let's not make excuses. Let's just tap into our core humanity and let's move and function based upon that. So, in the comment below, guys, I would love to hear you guys give solutions. On our Patreon page, George Rich, he gave some really amazing solutions. Shout um, out, so George. George, if you're watching this, please post your um, your comment, your the comment you post on Patreon, on the YouTube comments as well. And guys, we need to hear your solutions. We need to have these conversations. We need to continue to move forward, and we need to heal as a country. But like Chris said from the very beginning, violence, unnecessary violence, and looting, and just showing our asses. Is not the solution. Like, like, uh, like we've been having discussion. Um, you know, thank you for if you made it this far, um, watching the show, watching this podcast. Um, you know, like, like we've been saying. You know, we we definitely want to see solutions. We want to see people care about life more. But we also want people to be held account accountable. But we also um, don't make excuses for other people for for their wrongdoings. People need to be definitely held for their actions. And we also don't want the overall message of what we're protesting to get lost by some of the decisions that we make and some people taking advantage of the moment. So I think those are the biggest things that we are trying to um, share in this uh, in this podcast. So hopefully, like Fee said, you share some of the solutions. Hopefully this leads to conversations among your friends uh, and family, especially the ones of different race, especially the ones that, that don't quite agree with you, but y'all can have a healthy conversation to better understand each other and make this life a better place. So, Fees, man, I appreciate you sharing your ideas um, and, and having this talk. 
So, man, hopefully, you know, we can see some change soon, brother. I agree with you. My name is Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. And we are the roommates, guys. Like I said, be sure to comment. And, guys, share this episode. Let's get this message out there. I feel like a lot of people need it. So, guys, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your Republican friends. Share it with your Democrat friends. Let's get this message out there. Let's create one lasting change. And adios.